0: the Couch Nap Podcast.
1: Hi, welcome to Tim's Weekly Playlist, the podcast where I make a playlist. I'm joined by Amy. Hello! <laughs> I'd like that you've taken that on as your thing now. <laughs> Amy's still dancing to the intro music though, so we've not really got her attention yet, but it's cool. Um... So this week's a little bit different. It's a fun one. Right. <laughs> <Rude>. What?
2: <laughs> this week's a bit different. It's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's normally really boring, but this week, great fun. Uh, this week, the new album by Dearly Somber came out. I say the new album, the debut album by Dearly Somber came out, called Everglass. And he was good enough to sit and have a longer interview than we've done before. Uh, And chat about his process of writing the album, what inspired the album. So I thought it'd be really cool to put a playlist together where it was, I've put two tracks from his new album and then three tracks that inspired his album. So you get that kind of mix of his stuff and inspirations for the album. So that's most of this week's episode.
2: And you might think that that would mean that I wouldn't. Be required for the podcast, mm. but apparently not.
1: You would think, but still. <laughs> I, I'm not actually recording this. I've just put a microphone in front of us and I'm like, I'm just taking your time up. That's, yeah. that's what I enjoy to do.
2: Waking me up from my couch nap.
1: <laughs> Are you just advertising our website?
2: Couchnap.com.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to get straight into it then with the interview with Deary Somber. Here you go. I'm joined by Sebastian Dearly Somber. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Of course, of course. Um so to start off, for anyone who's not heard of your music yet, who are you? Who is Dearly Somber?
0: Um <laughs> I I'm just a uh I'm just a kid from Chicago. Um I Yeah, I make music in my bedroom and that's pretty much about it.
1: (laughs) Cool, that's uh, that's, I think where we all start making music, good stuff. Yeah. Um, So I found you on Instagram quite a while ago, uh, I think through possibly someone else that I followed and then uh, I enjoyed your photography and then it was a really nice surprise when I found that you'd released Hey Old Friend. So what changed your focus
0: from photography to music? You know, that's actually like something I've thought about a lot. Like, I don't really know exactly how it happened because like, yeah, I did used to really take photography very seriously. And like, you know, I'd always be, um, you know, sharing my photography and stuff. Mm. But I guess I kind of found a time where I started realizing that I kind of wanted to turn my photography into something that was a little bit more personal, like something that I didn't really necessarily create to share. It's more so like now mm. I just kind of shoot a lot of um mostly film and I just kind of, mm. you know, just pile it up and keep to myself just for my own like mem- like my own memory sake. Um just to like look back on, you know, the yeah. good times and whatnot. And yeah. then I kind of um yeah, I was just going through like a time in my life where I needed to find like a new a new outlet to express things, I guess. And mm-hmm. I came across like um you know well obviously i i had always been into music and stuff like i was in like a band in high school and um you know that was i guess satisfying me for the meantime but you know when we started when we all started college uh, the rest mm-hmm. of my band kind of moved away and i was left feeling like i needed a way to express my um my music side of myself so then yeah. i just kind of started writing my own songs and um i guess it kind of started there at first it was nothing really serious but um mm-hmm. I decided that maybe I should start like sharing it
1: that's I'm glad you did yeah and <laughs> um, you say that uh, you had a, a band with your friends and things is is that something did you write with other people or was this very much your own project
0: um are you talking about the band in high school or Dearly Somber
1: uh, so Dearly Somber is that is that really all you
0: oh yeah um it's 100% me like everything Fantastic. from recording mixing mastering it's all just um i'm just kind of figuring out as i go i guess that's
1: that's really really cool to hear Um, it's it's a difficult thing to do Um, to get that kind of start to finish creative process so i definitely want to come back to to your kind of recording processes as well sure Um, so hey old friend was the first track that i heard of yours and i featured that on episode three of the podcast Um, so can you tell us a bit about that song? Why was it that that was
0: released? What was it about to you? Um, well, yeah, that uh, Hailed Friend. I I actually um, wrote most of this album before I even released Hailed Friend. I've kind of like been sitting on these songs for a while, but uh-huh. I I really, something really resonated with me with that, uh, with the song Hailed Friend, and I decided that that's the one I wanted to release first because, you know, I felt very um, confident in it and it like Mm. had a very meaningful like message to me. So yeah, I, I released that one and I guess it's pretty much just about, I guess, reflecting on what it's like when um, I guess the people who used to like mean a lot to like are no longer around. And Mm. it's, it's kind of just like I wrote it based on this conversation I had in my head with with this person, this friend of mine, that I had been feeling that I had a lot to like say to, but I couldn't necessarily, and I just kind of like you know played out this imaginary conversation in my head, and the yeah. other friend was kind of the result of that, pretty much.
1: It's <laughs> great. It, it's such a it's such a beautiful song, and uh, for me, it's it's so nostalgic. It it puts you back to that time that uh, you've got these. I feel like you've got a lot of people around you in the kind of high school time, just after high school. Yeah. And then that that does dwindle a bit as, as you get older and it just, it kind of hits that feeling so well. Um, and that nostalgia that, that I felt in Hey Old Friend was something that I thought came through really strongly in drawing on tattoos. Um, so was that a, a similar kind of feeling for you or was that, is that quite a different song to you? How does that feel?
0: Huh, um, I'd say... I'd say drawing on tattoos is a little bit of a, a different one for me, at least in like the reason and like things I was trying to, the things I was feeling like when writing those songs was really different. Like "Halo Friend is like kind of more so like me just struggling with a lot of like confusions about like the friendship aspect of, of things in my life. And then drawing yeah. on tattoos was more so, it had no, nothing to do with really anyone else as much, but more so just, I guess the confusion of, you know, growing up and like, cause I'm, I'm kind of in this like phase where I'm finding my way into like adulthood. And it's, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot, a lot of pressure that is put on, put on you as like, a, starting at like a young age to figure out like who it is exactly that you want to be. And just finding a way to like keep the the kid in you alive throughout that process is the, yeah. is the struggle really. And like trying yeah. to not lose touch with that is is hard. Absolutely, that's um
1: I just I love the lyrics to Drawing on Tattoos. I think it's an absolutely beautiful song. I think it'd be good if we could play that now. Um so this is Drawing on Tattoos from your album Hourglass. So that was Drawing on Tattoos. So let's talk a little bit about the recording process of the album for you. So you said at the start that this is something that you recorded in your bedroom, that you did from start to finish. So how did you learn the, the kind of recording process?
0: You know, it was really just a lot of, I guess, trial and error. Like, I still don't, don't really think I know what I'm doing, but, you know, I'm just kind of like trying yeah. my best and figuring it out. Um, I, you know just a lot of like research and um, really just playing around with the software and you Mm -hmm. know doing things wrong a lot helps you figure out how to do them right so that's kind of how that all happened but yeah I don't know it's just a lot of um, yeah it's pretty confusing to be honest but you know I think I'm (laughs) I'm getting the hang of it. It certainly sounds like it
1: from from listening to the album I really enjoyed the production on it Um, it's got a kind of lo-fi feel even the sound of it to me feels kind of like albums that i was listening to maybe in the late 90s um, and i mean that absolutely as a compliment it sounds like you've just hit that kind of nostalgic feel for me it was very kind of maria taylor almost i'm not sure if that's an artist you're i'm too not familiar, familiar
0: with. but thank you like i appreciate you saying that. that i think that's pretty cool that it feels that way to you
1: yeah absolutely and um, so you you say that you you do the whole kind of process from start to finish. Does that mean that you you play all of the instruments on the album as well?
0: Yeah, uh, everything is everything is me um, except for obviously the song uh, "Your Dog Just Bit Me" that has mm-hmm. Morgan Powers featured on it. She yeah. did play some of the guitar on that one, um, which was cool. That was a cool like collaboration process because um, I I never really. collaborated with with anyone before that, but other than that, all the songs on the album are entirely um, recorded by me and played by me and stuff.
1: Nice. Well done. That collaboration as well, that her voice works so well with yours. (laughs) Uh, So that was a really good find. Well done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, Good friend of mine. Her music is beautiful. So is her voice.
1: Great. So when it when it comes to to recording all of these instruments, personally when I've been recording my own music I've found recording drums is is normally the hardest part now and that's coming from someone I've been playing the drums for 15 years and I still really struggle with recording drums um, How did you get your drum sound so good
0: um I guess this is like i, I mean hearing you say that is actually like I'm like shocked um I <laughs> guess I pulled it off pretty well then because like I guess the little secret is that all of the there's actually no real drums on the on the album it's all just nice. like MIDI drums and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe just, one day I'll learn. How, I I don't know how to play the drums really. <laughs> and um. Cool. I yeah. It's all just you know pro- programmed. But I, I tried to make it feel like real drums because obviously like I favor the sound of real drums sometimes yeah. as opposed to fake ones. So. Yeah. I think
1: there are some tracks that I can tell it's it's MIDI drums, but that's in a way that really works within the track. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that's what you're going for with those tracks. But then there's some tracks that I, I genuinely thought that's who's playing that snare drum. So you've yeah. done really well with that. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds really cool. So when it comes to your influences for writing the album, what were you listening to? What inspired this?
0: I guess the person that has like most uh, helped me like find my way to like the sound that I enjoy most is someone named sandy alex g um i don't know if you're familiar but he's uh he writes a lot of like acoustic bass tracks and then just kind of like throws a bunch of layers on it and you know listening to him a lot over the past couple years has like really um i don't know made me made me realize like what i appreciate in like uh in music and kind of this like homespun sort of sounding music like not too like h- high quality production but like having some natural feel to it is kind of what i i like a lot and yeah he's he's great if you haven't checked him out you definitely should i've,
1: I've not and um, so if there was a specific track from him what would you recommend us you listen to
0: my favorite song by him actually the song that really like made me realize his genius is um the song change that song kind of was, has always struck a chord with me and of stuck with me throughout the years just because of the way he talks about um i guess change and like time and stuff and those are concepts i really love and mm-hmm. his, yeah his his stuff is really um it can really like get like resonate with your uh, emotions and stuff and that's what i like about him nice cool i'll i'll definitely
1: check that out if it's okay with you i'd like to put that track change onto to this week's playlist as well for the podcast so that we've got oh yeah yeah so we've got your tracks and then what's influencing your tracks.
0: Uh, sure. Yeah.
1: Um, was there anything else that you think um, either that you listened to when you were younger or that you found you were listening to a lot when you were writing this?
0: Hmm, I guess another influence could be there's this artist that's been making music for the last couple of years and um, people have also like kind of related my music to his like i've seen like comments on like youtube or soundcloud that people Mm -hmm. say like my music reminds me of him and i think if you listen you'll probably hear it as well Mm -hmm. um but his name is johnny goth and uh, like i when i found his music like it was like something like i had never really heard before and i think he's really uh just brilliant at what he does and he kind of lately he's been like experimenting with like a lot of different subsets of like styles within his own styles like he he can really pull yeah. off like anything but it still stays true to his core sound and uh yeah he's um he, uh, yeah he makes nice. good music
1: great uh, i've not heard of him either so that's a that's two new artists for me to check out um what would you say if if you were to pick a song from him that we can put on this week's playlist what would you what would you want to pick
0: Hmm, I'd say my favorite song by him is definitely "Soul Without a Shell." It's uh, it's really chill and I don't know, makes you feel quite mellow, which is which is good. Nice,
1: nice. That uh, that definitely sounds like
0: how I'm feeling when
1: I'm listening to your album. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent. I look forward to listening to that. That's cool. Um, so do you have a band that you would play any of this music live with?
0: Yeah, actually we had our first show over this summer and nice. Um yeah, it, it it's definitely cool hearing you know, these songs I'm like creating on my own, but then having mm-hmm. hearing them in a live setting with like a full band. There's there's five of us and yeah, I definitely favor like the the full band um feeling live as opposed to like, you know, just I can only do so much like solo with like my guitar. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I remember um, so like listening to your album, I feel like it would work very well, just as you playing it with even just an acoustic guitar live yourself, but that live feel would probably bring a lot more with a full band. Um, I remember um, quite a few years ago, after Bon Iver had released their first album, and I went to see them, and I thought that it was just going to be Justin Vernon by himself playing an acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. And he showed up with a four piece band, and Two drummers and I was like, "How does how is this possibly going to work?" And it it was incredible, just like the extra depth that you could add. Um, and I think it's cool if you're putting a five piece band together for this. That I think mean, that would that would really add to what we're hearing on the album itself. So,
0: yeah, That's yeah, cool. I agree. Like, I'm definitely, and I think I kind of considered that, like, when 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 writing the album, um, it's definitely music that I'm writing to be played by a full band. So
1: nice that's cool um are you going to tour it at all do you plan on on doing a bit more of a live show
0: wow um (laughs) that's like that would be a dream honestly (laughs) i'm not i haven't even really like you know started like thinking about that too much yet but it's definitely something i would love to do in the future if you know there's the the desire for it like if people in other places want me to play shows then you know i'll definitely do that that that's what i hope to do honestly in the next um in the, f- in the next coming years and stuff because like obviously like i want you know this to all to work out so
1: yeah that that would be really good um now obviously i'm i'm kind of across an ocean from you so maybe a bit <laughs> trickier for you to come and play here uh it's funny because when you see i would love it if one day you could um when i see local bands from here tour because we live in britain it's it's you see them tour and it's a two-week tour and they've played basically everywhere that, that you can possibly get a crowd. But touring from from Chicago, there's obviously, you've got such a huge country right there. Um, so that, that would be such an awesome adventure.
0: Yeah, it really would.
1: <laughs> That'd be cool. So the last uh, the last track I want you to discuss at the moment um, is a- another track from Hourglass called Fourth of May. Uh, this was a track I absolutely loved from the album. It felt like a really personal track. Uh, even as a listener, it felt personal. It was, it was nice. So what's gone into that for you?
0: Um, I'd say, yeah, this one was definitely very personal um, compared to like other ones on the album. Mm-hmm. This one, I mean, if, if not the most personal, I'd say it, it was really written um, based on like a very, very specific day in my life. A one that I consider to be probably the most memorable and like adventurous or or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess writing writing this song was really different compared to the other songs because it, when I was thinking of the lyrics for this song, I was actually staring at a photo, and it was actually a photo that my one of my best friends took um back in high school, and I guess it was cool when when writing this one because I was I was literally just pulling from one like my memory and yeah. two to the the photo itself just trying to remember all of the all of these the stimulus I experienced that day all of the imagery and like um you know yeah. the feelings and just kind of just trying to really present that that momentous day in my life um mm-hmm. in the most accurate way I could while also trying to make it uh, a valuable story that anyone um, could like listen to and maybe hopefully find something something to relate to in it although it is like a personal story like i did want it to be something that could resonate with other people as well
1: yeah of course i obviously can't comment on on whether or not you've achieved what you wanted to from the song but um for from a listener's point of view there were definitely elements of of that song that we're so relatable. We've all had those like those days that you'll remember for for your whole life. That um, hearing a song just about one of those days, it, it puts you back in that place. Uh, yeah, I thought that was absolutely lovely. Um, the lyrics for this song, and also drawing on tattoos, um, I felt it was not even just like normal song lyrics. It was it was verging on poetry. It was it was something really really special about the lyrics. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, great job on that. Uh, I appreciate it. Of course, of course. I think let's give that track a listen now. So, this is Fourth of May from Hourglass. So that was 4th of May Um, really just the the last question I've got for you is, is what's next? What do you have planned?
0: Oh boy. I, I wish I knew that myself. I think right now I'm just trying to, I don't know right now I'm kind of like taking a little vacation because I, I've been kind of cooped up in my room for like the past year, just yeah. nonstop, like all night working on, on this thing. And, yeah. um, So i just want to start enjoying life a little bit more you know get more in touch with nature and in the forest and whatnot (laughs) yeah i really i really miss like spending um as much time with like my friends and just like being outside more so Mm. that's 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 the first step but after that you know i i will get back to um you know writing writing more music and i Mm. i do have uh some more stuff already planned for release uh, quite soon. I'm not going to say specifically like what it is, but there is uh, something in the works. So that's good for that. that. And then hopefully um, I'm actually starting to start rehearsing with um, my band in the next coming weeks just to be prepared in case any show opportunities come up. But probably for the meantime, it'll just be like around the Chicago area. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I haven't really looked too far into the future. I'm just kind of playing it by ear and seeing where it all takes me. Cool. That sounds good.
1: I remember that feeling. Um, I recorded an album by myself a few years ago after after being in bands for, for so many years. And then I spent almost a year, like you say, just in my bedroom recording music. And uh, it's a nice feeling once that's done to be like, I'm going to go make music with other people again <laughs> it's, yeah it's quite freeing so yeah enjoy it it's it's a nice feeling
0: yeah thanks yeah I, I really yeah there's nothing um better than really play you know playing the songs with that band like i remember like the first time i i heard what it could sound like with with the full band it's it's it yeah. really takes you back it's like well i don't know it's really cool yeah. but nice well thank you so
1: much for for taking some time uh, to chat to me about this uh, I've listened to the album quite a bit since Friday uh, when it came out uh, I know that it's going to be on repeat for a while, I'm going on a long drive this weekend so I'll have it on in the car uh, oh, sweet. thank you so much for, for chatting to me um, and I look forward to hearing some more music in the future
0: yeah, thank thanks so much for having me and I just want to say thanks for anyone, um, anyone who's hearing this and listening uh, to the album, it, it means a lot to me that you're taking the time out of your day to check it out, so Great. Thanks so much, man. Cheers. Right, thanks, Tim. Take care. He was cool, eh?
2: Yeah, he was very nice. Yeah. Lovely.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate him taking that much time to speak to me. Yeah, and that was, was very cool. I was late as well because I didn't yeah, understand I did, did, time zones or... Yeah,
2: yeah, I noticed your phone going off <laughs> in the background for the alarm <laughs> that you'd set for the interview at 11 o'clock. It's uh-huh. actually at 10 o'clock. Yeah. But you forgot about the time zones being, being slightly different because yeah. of daylight savings.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like super professional I'll totes, have you know.
2: Totes profesh!
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was It was cool that he was happy to talk about like what the tracks are about and stuff. It was really good of him. Um, as you can probably tell from me like basically fangirling my way through that <laughs> interview, I'm really really enjoying <laughs> this album. You did
2: fangirl pretty hard.
1: <laughs> it's just like I don't think fangirling has to relate to, like, somebody being like a Hollywood celebrity. It's how much you enjoy their work, and I'm really enjoying this guy's work, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, it maybe should relate a little bit to you being a 13 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's true. Yeah. But,
2: which we all know you are, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, okay. I can't even argue with you there. Um, this is
2: like a reverse catfish. What? You're a 13-year-old girl pretending to be a 31-year-old man. <laughs>
1: this is so weird. <laughs> what's what's happening? Oh, uh, Okay, so what do you think of the album?
2: I like it. It's very nice.
1: Yeah.
2: I totally like, I think we've talked about this quite a lot, like mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying about the nostalgia.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's been really bugging me because... Um, when it's when the album's been on, I've been like, this reminds me of something, but I don't know what it is. It's yeah. like just makes me feel so nostalgic, and I'm not sure what for. Yeah. But I think it's just it's so like the music that I was listening to, kind of in my teens, and um, like I just remember like hiding in my bedroom, being a moody teenager, and listening to this <laughs> kind of thing, and it was just, yeah, it's just lovely. It's a really lovely album. It's really nice.
1: I think it's also that it's about that time in your life, yeah. that special short period of your life that is, like, everybody's kind of nostalgic for mm. when you're old enough to, like, have that bit of independence, but you, you've not got, like, the horrific crushing burden of adulthood yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the horror! <laughs> yeah, I think it, it captures, like, that. It's a very kind of transient time, like, everything is yeah. quite fleeting and, and quite insubstantial, really, but yeah. um, it really captures that as very, um, Words can't can't think of the words, but yeah. it' nice. It is very words. It's very words. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> I can. Tell. I, I like the music.
1: <laughs> I can. Tell. Um, funnily enough, first track is called Words. So
2: ephemeral is that the word that I'm looking for? Yeah, close enough. Or what's what's the word that's Etherial. like ethereal? Ethereal. Thank you. That's the one.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: That, yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there.
2: Yeah, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, cool. So so the thing that I'm enjoying about this week's playlist is that we've taken two tracks. So we've taken Drawing on Tattoos and Fourth of May. I'm putting them as the first two tracks on the playlist.
2: May the fourth be with you.
1: Yep. yep. That's right. Um, and then after that, it's three tracks where these are tracks that influenced... And making that album, which I think is a, a cool thing to be able to do. Actually, to listen to what inspired what you just heard. Hopefully, people think that's as cool as I do. So the Take first your track.
2: Bins out quieter. Shh.
1: <laughs> this is not the first bin being taken out that's been heard on this podcast. That's true. Yeah, it's it's a common event. Um, so, the first track that he spoke about was by Sandy Alex G, and it was called Change. Um, what did you think of it?
2: I wasn't, like, a super fan mm-hmm. of the music, but I can definitely get behind the message.
1: <laughs> and what was that message, Amy?
2: Change is bad. <laughs> avoid it at all costs.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you were listening to it and you were like, it's it's a little bit repetitive for me, but it's nice. And then it got to, like, the end of the song when he's... Uh, it's clearly the message is not- in It says,
2: I hate the way things change or something. I can't yeah, remember what the lyric is, I um, clearly wasn't paying attention.
1: <laughs> clearly. Um, but you, yeah, you you are not, you're not for change. No, sir. So you you approve of this song or message. Uh, it's a good song. I like it. I think um, it's definitely worth a listen and I can absolutely hear where the influence is coming from in it. I really like that. Um, which is kind of why I wanted to, to do this. So that was fun. Um, the next one that he spoke about was by Johnny Goth and the song is Soul Without a Shell and between recording this just a few nights ago and now Johnny Goth responded to an email which is a remarkable turnaround and said I could play the song
2: that was very nice of him
1: good lad Uh, so thank you very much for, for letting us do this so this is Johnny Goth so without a shell out a shell. Is it still playing?
2: It still playing? Yeah.
1: It's still playing a little bit okay. it's a long fade out in that one
2: mm.
1: yeah Yeah. definitely saw where the influence was coming from in that yeah Yeah. I really like that one the more I listen to that the more it grows on me it's, yeah. I think it's kind of with change the first time I listened to it I was like oh yeah I love this and then I'm now like oh yeah it's fine and with this one the first time I heard it I was like it's fine and the more I've heard it I'm like oh yeah yeah, should listen to more of this. Yeah, you seemed quite into it.
2: It was very pretty. I liked it. Yeah.
1: Um, I think with it's interesting seeing like the listening to Hourglass as like a complete album, listening to it as a full work, and then hearing these influences. So this influences certain parts of the album. You can like pick out the specific parts of songs sections of the album that are more chilled and then the next track is the more kind of upbeat guitar driven stuff and it's cool seeing two songs that, that come together like that. So the track we just played was Johnny Goth's Soul Without a Shell but then I was in touch with Sebastian since the interview and he said that another track that was influential for him was by Current Joys and the song is called the unbearable lightness of being. So it's a bit rockier. It's kind of cool. I like it. What do you think?
2: It's very cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it in yeah. that one time that I heard it just now.
1: Yeah, you heard it once. <laughs> but, but you were dancing away to it. Right? I was. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, um, and I like that this is the the more upbeat side of what you're hearing on Hourglass.
2: Yeah, I like the more upbeat stuff in Hourglass as well. I think it's it's a really nicely balanced album. Yeah because it never feels jarring. Like, the move between the very chilled, low-key stuff and the slightly more upbeat, mm-hmm. um, kind of faster-paced, it it never feels, like, suddenly, like, here's something else. Yeah. It's very... Yeah. Like, it moves very fluidly between them, and it, it feels very natural, and it just carries you along with it in a really nice way. So yes. um, I've enjoyed that, because I think, like, when I heard... Hello, old friend. Um, Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, old friend. Hey, old friend. There, I I felt like hello didn't. didn't (laughs) It was was very very formal. formal. Hello. Hello, old friend. Hello, old friend. Um, Yeah. So when I heard "Hey, old friend," um, it it was really nice and very soothing and Mm. and chilled. And um, I thought the whole album was going to be like that—just that very, very chill out vibe. And to an extent it is, but it's nice that there's some more kind of upbeat stuff in there as well. Like I like yeah. I like that there's that mixture.
1: It's a good balance.
2: Yeah, it's a good album. It's a nice like summer album.
1: Yeah. Like an end of summer mm. album. Um It's a
2: chilling fires on the beach.
1: Yeah. Should do that this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Um although it's getting a bit cold now. Too cold. <laughs> um, in the north
2: of Scotland.
1: Something that I think is really impressive about the album, as as an entire work, is that creating an album that works start to finish, without being just the same thing. It's a really difficult thing to do, and a lot of well-established artists struggle with that. It feels. And i'm sure it's not because he's obviously spent a long time and put a lot of work into it but it feels effortless
2: mm, it does
1: it feels like it's just effortlessly flowed as this like perfect work and i'm sure that's not how it is because that's not how music happens um but yeah well done to anyone who can make that yeah, it happen it
2: really it does feel very effortless yeah it's really nice
1: so that is our playlist this week so just to recap Taking two songs from Deary Sombers' album Hourglass, the songs are Drawing on Tattoos and Fourth of May, but to be honest, go and listen to the whole album. Otherwise what kind of fan are you? Off him or us. Or yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like it just suddenly became very judge- judgmental. Yeah,
1: yeah, I judge you if you don't listen to it. To I be honest, I came
2: here to have fun, and honestly, I feel so attacked right now.
1: <laughs> you feel so attacked. I feel so attacked. Yeah, right it's now. fine. You've listened to it. Yeah. Um, if you come to my house, it will probably be on. So, um, and you will also feel attacked. And you will feel attacked because I'll be asking why you've not listened. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the next track on the playlist is Sandy Alex G. The song was Change. Then it's Johnny Goth Soul Without a Shell then current joys, the unbearable lightness of being. So, it's a cool playlist this week. I like it. Amy. Timothy. Oh my. What have you been listening to?
2: Um, I've been listening to Hourglass. Damn straight. Um, oh, okay. So <laughs> aggressive. Why? <laughs> um, I've been listening to the Father Son album. Some of all your parts. Mm. I enjoy that very much.
1: It's a brilliant album. It's a really good album. I think you mentioned on a previous episode maybe that you were listening to that and I'm glad that you're still on it. I'm glad that it's it's holding you. I'm
2: really really liking it. Um, I had a line of a song stuck in my head all day at work today and so I had to listen to it on the way home. Nice. Um, But yeah I've been listening to that quite a lot. I've been really liking it. Um, and I have also been listening. I've been listening to some podcasts. My usual, Slauson Humphreys on the road, which has been good, which has been very good.
1: Did you get to their recent live episode? No,
2: I'm quite far behind. Oh, you're going as to we be have behind. established, I'm not good at listening to things.
1: That's that's true.
2: Okay. Um, and I just I just listen to whatever I feel like. Yeah, you know, not... at the time. Um, and I have been listening to some opera. Some opera. Yes, some nice. Arias. lovely, Some very beautiful, beautiful areas that I have been listening to, finding them very soothing.
1: Why is that? Why have you Why have you been listening to opera?
2: No reason. Just fancy that.
1: Feels like it would be a random thing to just start doing it with nah, nowhere.
2: Just, just whim, you just, know. Just,
1: yeah. just on a whim. Just, 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 just
2: that. <gasps> Do you know what? Not listening to any opera just, for a while.
1: Just a just a whim. Just a whim. Seeing what weird. <laughs>
2: that, what weird.
1: <laughs> so this just, a, a, just a whim. There was nothing that started you? Nah, like?
2: nothing Nothing
1: triggered it. <laughs> Look at, I'm triggered right now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a bone. <laughs> uh, yes, I think we'll
2: finish up there.
1: <laughs> okay, so Amy's been listening to operas <laughs> because uh, I got, well, no, nah, I got, Amy bought me Red Dead Redemption 2 the day it came out because she's a fantastic woman. Thank you. And I've been playing that and there's a little bit in the game where you're at like the main camp and somebody's got like a like a old just kind of phonograph thing on and there's opera playing in the game just very briefly it's like a passing thing and I was sitting playing on sometime at the weekend and Amy was like oh I like that what was that and she spent like the next hour looking up operas and then I came downstairs the next morning and it's just like opera bleeding out of the sauna I was in the kitchen so yeah it's not really my kind of thing but I'm glad you're enjoying it.
2: It turned out it was the the flower duet from LACME great by the way I had to I texted my dad and <laughs> I literally I was like what is that one aria that goes la 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 la, la, la. he literally typed it out no. and he got it from that because I am very good oh. um, and then I had to text him to be like I found it it's cool Cool. But, um, cool. Yeah, so I've, I've been listening, but because it's just, it's very beautiful. So I listened yeah. to to some opera and then nice. I was enjoying it and it was, um, so you were sitting playing your shitty shitty games and I <laughs> was shredding. lying on the couch chilling, having a wee rest on the weekend reading my book, having a snooze. Mm-hmm. And I had my earphones in. I was listening to some opera and it was very lovely. I enjoyed it very much and I've been quite enjoying chilling out with some... Glad to hear it. Yeah, good times. You don't seem to, to be a fan though. You did not enjoy I'm coming not. into the kitchen with it blaring out of the speaker.
1: I'm not really an opera fan. It was... Yeah, it's just not my thing. Uh, this week... So there's a few things that I've listened to. I listened to... I think I said this last week, possibly, that I've been listening to Brockhampton. Uh, I'm still not seeing the genius that everyone else is, but it's good, it's good.
2: Is that like the rappy one?
1: Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Hourglass a lot, I think I said last week, but it's been on quite a lot this week as well. The Swellers. What were you looking at?
2: It's a naked lady. Oh, it's St. Vincent. I like St. Vincent.
1: Yes, I have been listening to a little bit of St. Vincent. Mm. Um, Just briefly, though, it's a...
2: I wouldn't imagine that would be your kind of thing actually.
1: Yeah, it's piano versions of one of their albums. Um yeah. It was fine, I wasn't into it that much.
2: Yeah, if that feels more like my kind of music than your kind of music.
1: I think it probably is, yeah. They did
2: a really nice song with Bonavir.
1: That's where I'd heard the so, name. So um
2: it's really cool because Justin Vernon sings the high parts and St Vincent sings the low parts and so there's some nice. really beautiful harmonies. It's it a very nice song, it's called Ro- Rosal- I don't know if it's called Rosalyn or Rosalyn.
1: I've heard that. Yeah.
2: But it's very pretty.
1: Very good, very good. That's where I'd heard her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I said last week that I've been listening to the punk band The Swellers and I have continued to listen to The Swellers because I love me some pop punk. Uh, it's a really good album though it's holding up well. Um you mentioned that I think your sister has been listening to folk yep. which means I've listened to Chris Drever quite oh, a few it times. Oh, was a good time. Um been listening to Mark the Hard Earth by Chris Drever. And then I went on to listen to his new one and I was like his new airborne, one if wishes were horses. And I was like yeah it's fine but I think the kind of familiarity that Mark mm. the Hard Earth has for me um and it's quite nationalistic for for Scottish people as well. There's a lot of very Scottish... It's it's not that kind of nationalistic, (laughs) but it's just like, it's a very... It's very obviously Scottish, and I I kind of enjoy that about it. Um, What else have we been listening to? Azure Ray have a new EP out. Uh, The main track on it, Palindrome, is damn fine.
2: Damn fine's on. It's a
1: damn fine track. Um, I was considering maybe putting it on this week's playlist if uh, Sebastian hadn't... uh, Given the three songs, but I was I like the way that it's worked this week, and it might be on so palindrome by Azure Ray might end up being on another week. Uh Robin released a new album.
2: I like Robin. See, I'm, again, it's more my music than your music, and yeah,
1: there's a lot of people that were like, "Oh, Robin's released a new album. This is very exciting," and I was like, "Cool." So I'm going to listen to it, and I did, and it was it was good, but it yeah, it didn't do that much for me. Like I, I don't see me going back to listen to it again. Um, bossy Love I think she's Scottish um, I'm hearing a lot of good things so I went and listened to her new single and it was it was fine I look forward to more stuff from her and the last thing that I've been listening to um, I hope I say this right Elskavon Elskavon E-L-S-K-A-V-O-N uh, the reason I listened to that is because Jacob Pavick who we interviewed a few weeks ago Features like his piano playing is in that and then it's kind of been produced and a lot of things have happened there. And it's really good. It's only two tracks. It's called uh, "Still as Troubled Waters is the single, then there's another track on it called Golden. But it's really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot.
2: Cool. Is it just instrumental, like classical type it's stuff? It's
1: instrumental. Or? It's like modern classical with a kind of modern electronic twist. Nice. Um, it reminded me of when Oliver Arnold and, and Niels Fram, Fram did yeah. their stuff. Uh when they did like the just the night in Berlin and recorded an album over that. It was like that and I love that when I was listening to it I was actually thinking this. I I like that Oliver Arnold and Niels Fram have created because they've created things like that and they're quite famous, that it gives a stage for artists like this to release music like this which is brilliant because this is great music so yeah it'll probably end up on a on a playlist because it's properly good yeah that's i've been listening to a lot this week i've had a lot of yeah. time to listen great. it's been good <laughs> and some podcasts yeah
2: yeah i just go to work come home fall asleep
1: yeah i mean today i listen to like six hours music at my desk
2: <laughs> i think i've maybe listened to like 20 minutes of
1: music today. <laughs> um, cool, I think that's everything we've got. So, uh, yeah, if you want to contact us about anything we've said, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on, you can email us, tim'sweeklyplaylist@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you can check out our website, couchnap.com, and that, has, that hosts the podcast itself, so you can listen there if you want. It's also got podcast extras and a few other little bits and pieces. So, yeah, there's all that stuff. And then I have no idea what next week is because we're going away this weekend and I've planned nothing. Oop. So, next week could be anything.
2: I need to make a playlist for the drive.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to put like a seven hour playlist as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick. It's Did... not even a
2: seven hour drive. It's a,
1: yeah, it's four and a half hours though. So, like, you have to go both ways. And...
2: I thought I was getting a chance to pick some music.
1: We'll see. <laughs> yeah so next week we're talking about like 120 tracks <laughs> that we listen to on the way up there <sighs> nah we're not nah uh, i'll just work out five anyway thanks for listening to our rambles and for uh listening to hourglass thanks
2: ta-ra Bye.